Blog Talk Radio. Come up high. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, thanks to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. This is Elder Gloria Holloway with the Higher Design for Living Radio Broadcast. We just welcome you this morning to the broadcast. We thank God for your presence on the broadcast this morning. We give you glory and honor. We just thank the Lord that you've taken the time out to come forth to hear what the Lord has to say to his people this morning. We thank God for you. We thank God for the Blog Talk Radio. And again, we count it an honor and a privilege that you have joined us and that God has anointed and appointed us to speak into your life for this hour, for such a time as this. As always, we like to let you know and remind you and remind ourselves that we are just another voice crying in the wilderness for the saints of God to come up higher, higher into the things of God, to see things from God's perspective, that he may show us things that must come, things that we know not of. So we just give God the glory and the honor this morning. And as always, we like to send a shout-out to some special people, our divine connection, and we just bless God because he is continuing to grow us in our connection. So we just bless God. We send our shout-out to Pastor Fabian Tucker of Image Presence Ministries, and we just bless God for him and the ministry that God has called him to for such an hour as this. And we know that every morning at 6 a.m., 
He is uh, on the prayer line, giving God the glory, honor, and praise, and God is just continuing to show forth his power and his glory on that prayer line. We have praise reports and testimonies of God's goodness, and that's the IHP House of Prayer Line. And we just bless God because we're able to start our day each day with the spirit of peace and joy and knowing that we'll have a fruitful day in the things of God. So again, to Pastor Fabian Tucker of IHP House of Prayer Line, we send a shout-out. And if you join us every morning, every morning, seven days a week, 6 a.m., if you have special prayer requests, you want to call in at 5.50 a.m. And the number to call in is 712-432-3066, 712-432-3066. And the access code is 911 91571. And then we also want to send a shout out to Pastor Sheila Kiel, who ministers to the Lord and to us in such a powerful way every Monday night at 7.30 p.m. And again, God is just moving on the on the, these prayer lines and just showing forth his glory through the men and women of God as we cry between the porch and the altar. And this we call the hot, hot prayer line because God and you know that God is a consuming fire, and we just have seen the manifestation of that fire on that prayer line. And again, that's every Monday night at 7.30 p.m., and the number to call in to join us is 218-936-4700, 218-936-4700. And the passcode is 209-2406. And then another prayer line, which we call the radical prayer line. God is just raising up ministries, intercessory ministries, with the power of God flowing. And we know that it's flowing because of, again, because of the praise reports and the testimonies of those that are part of the prayer lines, and even those that don't call in, who someone intercedes and cries out on behalf of them that we're seeing the manifestation of God's glory, and that is through the pastor and prophetess Jacqueline Morris, and that's the Real Life Ministries International, the power of living prayer line. And to call in for that, that's every Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m., every Thursday evening at 7.30 p.m., to join us for such a radical and powerful time in the Lord. And that's 218 2-6-7-8-9, and the access code is 919-873-919-873. And then there's one more prayer line, well, two more prayer lines, praise God, Prophetess Hartfield out of Atlanta, Georgia, with the Global Intercessory Prayer Ministry. Again, as always, you know, we want to have church on the line. I tell you, that is the prayer line that you want to call because, again, God moves in such a powerful way, and I just love the way God moves based on who we are individually and how he just uses us in such a powerful way in each one. We know that the, the message is the same, but the methodology is different in many cases because we are all different. We are all unique. And, again, God uses this process as in a powerful way. And all those that call in on the prayer line, and that is 
every day at at 9 a.m. at 9 a.m. and every evening except Wednesdays at 11 p.m. And the number to call in is 507-726-4240, And the access code is 1-0-0-0-8-7, And I tell you again, there's no excuse for us not to uh, call in and not to be obedient to the word of God where he says that we are to pray without ceasing. And then there's every Tuesday through Friday morning at 5 a.m. Uh, starting at 5 a.m. is intercessory prayer. 5.30 a.m. is the power and the word of encouragement. And that is through the vessel of Pastor Jordan of the New Life Covenant Church. And again, such a powerful time in prayer and the hearing of the word of God to get built up for the day. And so to join us on that prayer line, uh, you want to call in at 712-432-0075, 712-432-0075. And the access code is 73241. The access code is 73241. And certainly last but not least is Minister Sarah Blanche, and that's for a daily dose of encouragement, which is meant to inspire, uplift, and empower. And you can call in every day throughout the day as many times as you want, but you feel that you need a daily dose or a, a, a word of encouragement, and call in at 855-466-7872. That's 855-466-7872. Four six six seven eight seven two. So again, we just bless God for these divine connections, and I know that the Lord would have us to give out this information. So again, if you don't have anybody to connect with, to pray with, or or if you want a prayer partner, or uh, you just want to be obedient to the Word of God, because again, we can't pray too much, and you said to pray without ceasing. So every time we want to take the opportunity to come before the Lord, so it's throughout the day, early in the morning, late at night, the old God has given us so many opportunities to be obedient to his word. So we just bless God for all of these ministries and how he's using these angels that he's placed over these ministries. We just bless God for these gifts to the body of Christ, and we just know that God is moved by his power, by his spirit in this day as never before. So we have a word of prayer, Father, we give you glory, honor, and praise this morning. We thank you, God, for this, another opportunity to come before you, O oh God, giving you the glory, honor, and praise this morning. We bless you, O oh God, for your merciful power, O oh God. We thank you, Lord God. We just ask that you would have your way on this broadcast this morning, God, that you may show forth your power through your lives of your people, and that, God, that there will be deliverance, that there will be healing, that there will be salvation, 
God, that we will see signs, wonders, and miracles following this broadcast this morning because you said, Lord, that for those who believe, God, that there will be signs, wonders, and miracles. We are believing you today, God. We're believing you to show forth your glory in the lives of your people as never before. God, you said that we are to pray without ceasing, oh, God, all that we speak, death, we speak, Lord, God, death of life is in the power of the tongue. So, God, we speak the life today, and you say whatever we ask for, God, we shall have it if we believe in our hearts. And, God, we're believing you today. We know, God, that you're able to do exceeding abundantly of all that we could ever ask for. Things. So we just thank you, oh, God. We give you glory, we give you honor, and we give you the praise. So have your way, Holy Spirit. Have your way, have your way, have your way. In the mighty and blessed name of Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. So, Lord, we thank you. Glory to your name. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. So we just again give God all the glory, honor, and praise this morning. So we're going to, God has given us a, uh, a little uh, unusual title here this morning, but we know that God has a purpose in everything, and that's in in the titles that he gives, you know, of the messages of the broadcast and, and how he's uh, moving even now within the body of Christ to show forth his glory that we may receive all that God has purposed. So the title of our message or our broadcast this morning is The Silent Killer. The Silent Killer. And uh, and I asked the Lord what he wanted to talk about and what our topic would be on, and I heard in my spirit the silent killer. And it's something that is moving within the body of Christ in such a way and is devastating many within the body of Christ and is hitting many that they don't even know what has happened. They, they don't even know why they're not able to fulfill the purpose and the plans of God. They don't know why certain things are happening that that they're doing all the right things, but yet there's still things that are happening that they're not expecting. And when you're expecting God to move, and it's not that God is not moving because he's always moving, we serve a progressive God, but there's sometimes that thing that, that God is calling the silent killer that slips in quietly and overtakes you in the night, the silent killer that comes in many disguises, shapes, and forms, the silent killer that covers up and masks itself as something uh, very familiar that you don't even notice what is going on. So uh, uh, we just ask the Lord to reveal to each of us what that thing is that is, is silently killing us. And we, there are many, there are many, uh, uh, the, 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 root, the root of all of this is, of course, the, the, uh, the, the spirit of fear, but there, the, the spirit of fear comes in uh, many, many forms and, and has uh, many manifestations. Uh, but the one that we want to talk about um, to, today is the fear of rejection, the fear of rejection. Many within the body of Christ are, are operating in a fear of rejection, which is why there are many who uh, have successful ministries that are either no longer ministering or they're struggling in their ministry, uh, they're having problems in their ministries, and it's because of that silent killer 
and many many of us don't even recognize because it's again it takes on many different forms, many different shapes. So the the scripture that we're going to come from, because it is the root, you always want to get to the root of the situation. Uh, you know, the, the, the root, and there are many symptoms. And, again, the, the fear of rejection is just a, a spawn, if you will, or a limb, if you will, or just a, a small part of of that fear, that silent killer, uh, that, that spirit of fear, which, again, is, the symptoms are very different. Um, I was talking to someone even on, on yesterday, and we were talking about that spirit of fear and the different forms and the different manifestations that it comes in, and it comes in the form of, of uh, 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 procrastination. Uh, it comes in the, in the form of, uh, of uh, you know, being, being uh, people being afraid of com- uh, commitment, people being afraid of confrontation, uh, uh, people being afraid of many things, but many times you'll find the root cause, of course, we know it's fear, but that the cause of that too is that fear of rejection. When you really look behind the scenes and, uh, of our actions, many times it is because of the fear of rejection. And we know what the Word of God says about uh, God and how he feels about us, but if we're operating in the spirit of fear, and many times it comes about from our childhood, uh, something that happened when we were very young that we don't even remember, um, and it's usually subconscious. Uh, and so I'm going to uh, read a few scriptures here, and then we're going we're gonna to go from there. So I first want to read our, our focus scripture, with, which is Second Timothy one seven, and I'll be reading from the Amplified, and it says, "For God did not give us a spirit of fear." And again, that's Second Timothy one seven. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity or cowardice or craving and cringing and fawning fear, but He has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and well balanced mind and discipline and self control. So, again, God did not give us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And that's what we're talking about this morning again. And then in John, 1 John 4.18, 1 John 4.18, there is no fear in love, and that's dread that does not exist, but full-grown, complete, perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror, for fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love, is not yet grown into love's complete perfection. I want to look at a scripture that we um, uh, talked about on last week, which you know, and I thought about it and looking over the scriptures this this morning and it and it puts you in the mindset of what we're talking about today because you know last week we talked about the wait being over and that we don't have to wait any longer. God gave us a word of release over the last week to let us know that whatever we are believing for, whatever we're expecting from God that we have, it's, it's already done. It's already done. You don't have to wait anymore. 
But again, fear will keep you. The fear of rejection will keep you from stepping out. If you think uh, you know that God has spoken something to you, that he wants you to do something, he wants you to say somewhere, he wants you to go, then, you know, you, with that spirit of fear, and the enemy we know, God, since God does not give us the spirit of fear, we know that the spirit of fear comes from the enemy. And so the enemy will send that spirit of fear upon you and cause you to hold back and not step out into what God has purposed for you. So we have to we have to know that God will move. We will know that God will will move in spite of well not in spite of that, but God is again it's a word of deliverance, a word of relief to Again, to recognize the word also says that we are, are, are to be aware of the wiles, and in other words, the ways and the plans of the enemy to stop what God has purposed for us. And so with the teachings and the broadcast and whatever else that God has, has led you to, he wants to open up his word to you so, again, that we not give in and allow the enemy to stop that was God has purpose. So last week, one of the scriptures that caught my attention again is uh, Matthew 21, uh, verses 18 through 20, uh, and it, it and it's talked about the the well 19 in particular where it says, and when he Jesus saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon but leaves only, and said unto it, let let no fruit grow on this henceforward forever, and presently the fig tree withers away. And, and that was what caught my attention, the, the, the fig tree withered away. But also in Mark 11, 20, uh, it says, in the morning when they were passing by, and this is, a, you know, obviously the different book, but talking about the same scenario where they noticed, and this is the fig tree that Jesus had cursed the day before, Notice that the fig tree was withered completely away to its roots. In other words, it dried up at the root. So, again, this, this all ties together. When we allow that, that spirit of, of fear of rejection to stop us from stepping out and doing what God has purposed, and, and that purpose is to bring forth fruit into the world, into the kingdom of God, to bring forth that fruit. And so when we don't step out, when we don't do what God has purposed us because we're allowing uh, the fear of rejection to, to hold us back and to stop us in our tracks, to even cause us to, uh, to procrastinate or to doubt or to walk in unbelief, that we're not able to produce the fruit that God has purposed. So that which God has purposed starts to dry up. And, and we know that in John 15 it says that we are to bear fruit, and anything that does not bear fruit, then it is burned in the fire. But the, the withered away, something is incomplete. So when we don't go forward into the things of God uh, and, and follow God's instructions and allow the fear of rejection to hold us back, then we are not, uh, then, then what God has purposed is our lives are incomplete. And so we wither away. You know, there's an old saying about how 
you know, some people pine away because they're longing for something that should have happened or that they were believing for at one time, but for whatever reason they gave up on it or, or they, they allowed the fear of rejection to hold them back and they did not fulfill or go forward after that thing. And then in later years they realized it and then all they could do in their remaining years was to long for what could have happened and they end up doing, you know, what they said was pining away or just wasting away, withering away uh, into nothingness because they never fulfill the purpose and plan of God. So again, in John, First John four eighteen, and this is in the King James version, and it reads: For there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. In other words, is not mature and that have not received or embraced the revelation of God's love. Uh, um, uh, in the New Living Translation, it reads, such love has no fear because perfect love expels all fear. If we are afraid, it is for fear of punishment. And this shows that we have not fully experienced his perfect love. We love each other because he loved us first. So, and that's 19, of course. But, again, going back to it is a fear. It is for fear of punishment. And and in this case, it's for fear of rejection. And many times we don't go out and witness or we don't give, God may give us a word, uh, a prophetic word for somebody, and we don't give them that word because we are afraid instead of just moving out as soon as God gives us the okay to give that word, instead of giving that word, then we hold it back because we are afraid that the person that we're going to give the word to is going to reject us. And it really has nothing to do with us. And we know that and we say that. And I know I've said it many times myself. It's not about me. You know, we say that all the time. It's not about us. But then at the same time, in the back of our minds and our subconscious, we're thinking it is about us. When we know that it's not about us and we have to move past that point where we're thinking it's about us because when people reject what God says, when they reject the gospel, when they reject the truth of God's word, they're not rejecting us. They're rejecting God. They're rejecting his word. But if we're so centered on self, you know, many, many years ago, uh, well, not that many years ago, but anyway, many years ago, um, like when you, when you hear people say, well, I'm just shy, I'm just shy, and, and I used to not think that was necessarily a bad thing. And it's not, well, it is a bad thing because, I realized that being shy is is really being centered on self. So I'm centered on me. You know, you, you go into a place that's not familiar, people that you're not familiar with, and you, you don't want to uh, go around these people or you come in and, and you don't you want to go in, but you don't want to go in because you're afraid that people are going to be looking at you or whatever. And that says, again, that I'm centered on me. And I'm because I'm centered on me, I'm thinking others are going to be centered on me. So if I go into this place, then everybody's going to be looking at me. So I don't want to go into this place, so I go into it being self-conscious. Again, self-conscious. I'm being conscious of myself. So, again, I'm centered on me. 
So being shy means that I'm centered on me, and I'm thinking that everybody else is centered on me. So again, I'm that's selfish. That's being selfish. And so again, with when we don't go forward to do what God has purposed because we are afraid that we're going to be rejected, then then even in that case, I'm centered on me. I'm thinking that I'm going to be rejected. So rather than give that person that word that could possibly save somebody's life, and, and, and we know the eternal life um, when because the word of God offers us eternal life. So if I hold back on giving that person the word of God, or I hold back on offering Christ to someone, then I'm, I'm taking that chance on them not, not making it into the kingdom. I'm taking that chance on their lives, the blood from their lives, or them not being able to make it in being on my hands. And so I know that none of us want the blood of somebody else on our hands. But at the same time, when we are, again, centered on self, then we hold back because of, the, again, the fear of rejection. And many times we don't, we don't enter into uh, even personal relationships because of the fear of rejection. And, and that fear of rejection brings about uh, the, the, the inability to be able to even commit. And so we can't commit in those relationships. We're afraid of rejection, and we can't even commit to God. We can't even love God with our whole heart, mind, soul, body, and spirit because we're holding back because of fear of rejection. So we don't want to hold back on what God has purposed for us, but many times we do. Because, again, the fear of rejection, and, again, many times it's, it's because of in our, our youth at some point somebody, usually our parents or somebody that we felt really close to rejected us or, or we perceived that they rejected us because a lot of times, especially as young children, you know, your perception is not uh, very realistic. Even as adults, a lot of times our perception is not very realistic, but we perception is, uh, I think as they said, it's 90-something 90, 90 percent of the truth for most people. So even though it may not be a fact or really be true, if I perceive it that way, then that's what I'm, the way I'm going to take it. That's the way I'm going to think, and that's the way I'm going to react to whatever it is I perceive as me being rejected. And many times, um, People feel that they've been abandoned, and that's, again, a form of rejection. So our parents may have done something or somebody may have done something that made me feel like I had been abandoned. And, again, that may not even be the case. A lot of times people, when they go, the parents go through a divorce, and many kids take on the subconsciously, mentally, emotionally take on the responsibility and they look at themselves, well, maybe I'm the reason why they divorced or whatever, or if the, the one of the parent leaves and go away, they don't look at it. The child looks at it as them being abandoned, like they left them, even though they may have left them, but they look at themselves as being the reason why that person or that parent left when really it had nothing to do with them. And so... Uh, we grow up with that root 
uh, festering and growing over years, over time, and it's never really dealt with. So again, that's why it's this. This is called the silent killer because it kills many of our dreams, many of our hopes, many of our aspirations, uh, or we may fulfill uh, whatever our purpose and plan is to a certain degree, but it's incomplete. You know, it's got leaves. We got leaves on the tree, but there is no fruit. Or it may have a few a pieces of fruit, a little bits of fruit, but it's not fully blossomed, it's incomplete because I'm allowing that spirit of fear of rejection to hold me back that I can't fully commit to God. Therefore, God is not able to work through me in the way that I purpose, that he purposed for uh, to work through me because I'm holding back because of my fear of rejection. And so I'm not fully giving myself to the Lord. I'm not fully fulfilling that which God has purposed for me because, again, I have that fear of rejection. I have that fear of, of commitment to, to man and to God um, so that I'm not able to fully give myself to the Lord. So, again, God can't really do all of what he wants to do because I have not fully given myself to him because, Again, subconsciously, and most of the time, how we deal with people, uh, what we think about people, we pass that feeling or that experience or that mindset on to God. You know, we look at God through our natural eyes more so than we do through our spiritual eyes. So if my father, my natural father, rejected me in the past, then subconsciously, usually it's subconscious. Because most of the time, if you ask people about these things, they'll say, oh, no, that's not true, or that's not how it is, and 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 really, it's not how it is um, on the surface, but subconsciously, I'm holding back on God because I'm afraid that God is going to reject me. And that's why it says, in First John, he said that there is no fear in love. So in other words, when I have that, when I recognize that I accept, I acknowledge, I receive the revelation of God's love to the degree humanly possible because we know that the love of God, we can't fully encompass just how much he loves us. Not really because, again, we are humans, but to the degree possible, if I don't accept and receive the fact that how much God loves me, then uh, in the back of my mind, I'm going to think if I want something or desire something, even if I know I've done something wrong, that my experience in the past with people has been that God, uh, that they, you know, wouldn't do whatever because because it's conditional. With man, we know that love is conditional. With God, is 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 unconditional. So regardless. God is going to do whatever he said because he loves me in spite of what I've done. Because, again, when we come to the Lord, God forgives us and we confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive us. So he's forgiven me. But if I'm still thinking with my natural mind and thinking carnally, then I am not going to be able to receive the fact that God loves me in spite of what I've 
I did wrong this morning, in spite of what I did wrong yesterday, in spite of what I did wrong many years ago, I am not going to be able to receive the fact that God loves me in spite of that. And that God is going to do what he said, not because I did right or I did wrong, but he's going to do it just because he's God and he's faithful to his word. He made a commitment. He made an agreement. And we know that people will fail us. They may have all good intentions to do the right thing, to say the right thing, or, you know, they promise us something and have all intention of doing it, and something may come up. Sometimes it's intentional that they don't, and many times it's just that they couldn't because of something that may have come up. But either way, at some point or some time, man is going to fail us. And so in our mind, in the back of our mind, we're believing that God is going to fail us and that if we don't do what somebody else says, then they will reject us. And so we believing, and many of us, that if we don't do what God has said for us to do, then he's going to reject us. So I'm afraid if I don't do it, and especially if you're a perfectionist, and, you know, we talked about that a while back about people being perfectionists and feeling like they have to do everything right and what they consider uh, are perfect. But even in God's sight, as long as we're doing our best, as long as our heart is pure, as long as we want to do the right thing, as long as we want to please God, then God looks at our heart. He doesn't look at all of our actions and stuff because he knows that we're going to fall short at some point. And so he's not holding that against us. Whatever he's promised us, he is going to do it. But if we allow that fear of rejection, in other words, that fear that God is going to reject us, if we don't get it right, if we mess up, if we miss the mark, that God is going to reject us, and forgetting about the fact that even when we were his enemies, even when we didn't even know anything about him, and whether or not he even existed, he loved us anyway. He gave his son anyway, in spite of how we were then, and we were his, what was, we considered his enemies at that time. But he accepted us anyway. He loved us anyway. And so all the more that we have accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, that we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear being rejected. We don't have to fear him turning away from us because he said he would never leave us or forsake us. So even though I may mess up today, even though I may not do it completely right or according to what I think that God wants me to do it, God is still going to love me. God is not going to reject me. He said, I am of the beloved. I am one of his beloved. I am one of his chosen. So and God's not, he said, even in his gift, they are not repentant. So when God gives us something, he does not take it back. You know, and we know that even though we may have the gift that if we don't live the lifestyle of holiness and sanctification, that the power of God is not able to flow through us, so there is no power, there is no anointing to bring forth the manifestation of God's purpose in our lives and in the lives of others that God will use us to minister to. But the gift is still there. He's given me the gift of preaching. He's given me the gift of teaching. He's given me many gifts, and those gifts are still going to be there, but there is no power behind that. And then even times we know that even with the manifestation gift, there's not the character and all of that is not really necessary because God will work through anybody to get others blessed. And so, again, but we, you know, that's not really my focus. I just want us to focus on the fact that 
regardless that we are not to allow that fear of rejection to kill what God has purposed for us, that, that fear of not making it, that fear of, 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 you know, worrying about whether somebody else is going to accept us or not, the fear of, of especially of God rejecting us because we've messed up. God has given us, you know, he's not just a, a, a second chance God or a God of a second chance or a God that just gives us one chance, but he gives us many, many chances. And the word of God says that he's long-suffering, that he's patient, uh, he's kind, he's, he's he, he gives us chance after chance, and we see that and through the, throughout the Word of God. From Genesis to Revelation, we see where God continues to give chance after chance after chance. As long as you don't give up, as long as you don't just continuously uh, uh, reject him, and even at that, he gives you many chances, and we don't know when he says enough is enough. But but as we many chances, many chances, and that's why he tells us to to be forgiven, you know, and to forgive people over and over again, even though we don't want to, because he the same thing that we want God to do for us, we are supposed to do for others. So again, not rejecting others, and nobody wants to be rejected, not even God Himself. And God just wants to love us. He just wants to pour out His love on us. And no matter how many times we fall, no matter how many times we falter, no matter how many times we don't get it right, God is right there waiting on us. He wants that dream, that passion, that desire that he's placed within us. He wants it to live. He wants it to blossom. He wants it to spread. And he wants us to be the blessing that he has called us to be to the body of Christ and to the world that lies to all those that he has purposed, he's already chosen to come into the kingdom because we know that we all have been ordained, we all have an assignment, and again, if we allow that fear of rejection to hold us back to keep us from going forward into the things of God, then, then you know, God, even though God won't reject us, but we want to please him. We want to please him. And we want to love him as much as we possibly can and receive his perfect love, receive the revelation of how much he loves us and how much, excuse me, he will not give up on us. He won't uh, turn his back on us. Again, he said he would never forsake us or leave us, even though sometimes we may do things in such a way that we don't feel the connection. We, you know, sometimes we say, well, I don't feel God, or I don't sense his presence. But that's a time where we need to to check ourselves because, again, our actions, with our actions, we, we make the disconnect happen. We turn our back on him, which he would never turn his back on us. So, again, we don't have to worry about uh, 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 the fear, you know, God rejecting us and know that we are to love him and not reject him and then we're not to reject others. We're to, he said, we are to even love our enemies, those that uh, despitefully use us, those that come up against us. We are to love them anyway. And when we do that, we're pleasing God. We're showing forth the love of God. And, of course, we know we can't necessarily do it in and of ourselves, you know, when, especially when it comes to forgiveness of certain things that have happened to us. But my prayer this morning 
And I believe the purpose of God for this message is to say to not allow the fear of rejection to hold you back from fulfilling the purpose and plan of God for your life, to not uh, uh, keep you from receiving and embracing the revelation and the truth of God's love for us. And, and I know that God wants us to come into that full revelation, the deepness and the height and all that encompasses the love of God, which we know is not um, humanly possible to really comprehend, but to the degree that we can, I pray that God will reveal even the more today and going forward the revelation of his love for us. Um, and we know that it's beautiful, that it's powerful. He said, perfect love casts out all fear. Perfect love covers a multitude of sins. So God is covering us with his love. Even this morning, you know, we're being covered with the love of God. Again, in spite of what we may have done, we have to take the assurance that God, the assurance that God will never leave us nor forsake us and that we go forward into the fullness of what God has purposed for each one of us and, and being rooted and grounded in the word of God and, 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 and stop uh, allowing our emotions to carry us uh, or allowing other people's emotions to carry us and that we receive the full revelation of the truth of the word of God and embrace it in spite of how we feel, because your feelings will have you going like a yo-yo, up, down, off, all around, vacillating and all of that stuff, and, and not fully and, and causing confusion and doubt and unbelief and, and, again, that fear that paralyzes, that holds you back. And, again, it kills the dreams and desires. Well, how can I ever hope to do that? You know, nobody loves me or, or, or you know, and the enemy will constantly bring the thoughts into your mind where somebody uh, turned their back on you or somebody betrayed you or somebody lied on you. And so you, you're afraid of that happening again, so you hold back or, or you don't allow yourself to reach out to somebody that you don't know, you know, because we always want to be around and reach out to those that we feel comfortable with. But God is saying we got to come out of our comfort zone. we got to come out of, of where we've been. Uh, uh, you know, I was talking to a friend of mine even this morning about coming up out of Lodabar, and, you know, we did a message about Mephibosheth a while back and, and how uh, uh, he was in Lodabar and how he saw himself as a dead dog, you know. So, again, because of somebody rejected us years ago, we, we don't think of ourselves as the way God does. We're still seeing ourselves through the eyes of what somebody else said years ago, somebody else rejecting us, a pastor rejecting us, uh, a family member rejecting us, or somebody not recognizing the call that God has placed upon our lives. So uh, we may go forth and do certain things, but we still feel insecure about it. Because we, any moment, any second, somebody is going to reject me or somebody's going to tell me I'm not, I've not been called or I'm not supposed to be doing what I'm doing because they can't see who God has called me to be. Uh, or, and then I'm allowing myself not to see myself as who God called me to be because they're rejecting me. They're rejecting the call of my life, and that's how I'm viewing it, and therefore I hold back and don't fulfill that which God has purpose, or I may even be just I may be doing it. 
I may be going through the motions, though. I may not be really living it. So many times we'll do things and we're going through the motions, but we're not really living it. We're not really committed to it. You know, and, uh, people that, that I know that, you know, again, they, they go to church and they do, you know, but they're in and out, in and out. They never really commit to anything or anybody, and therefore they've never really committed to God, and then they wonder why they can't, you know, have a personal relationship. You know, their relationships don't last, and it's because they're afraid of commitment. You know, I can look back even over my life and, you know, where I've missed it with certain relationships because I was afraid of rejection. You know, that fear of rejection was on me. Therefore, I really could not really commit. And we find ourselves picking people, and it's not a conscious thing that you pick people, but you find if you look back over your life, you up to now, from now on back, you'll see, even in, especially in your adult life, where you've chosen certain people or certain people were in your life and there's a pattern of certain types of people that or or things have happened or ended in a certain way where you never got married or you never were able to really hold on to a relationship or, or the friends that you have never really appreciated you. All they did was take advantage of you and, and never really give to you what you gave to them. And you find that you've had friend after friend or person after person that treated you in that same way. So you see that pattern. And, and it's because subconsciously we attract certain, those what we call familiar spirits usually, uh, where we're attracted to certain people. And it's because of the aura or the energy or that spirit that is on us that's attracting other spirits that cause us to continuously experience the same thing through other people. They have a different face, but they're treating us the way that the last person did and the person before that and the person before that. Or even even in the job situation, you may have a job that you love, but you're never able to hold on to it or you're never really able to progress in your job and you get job after job and you get to a certain point and you can't go any further. Again, a lot of that is born out of the fear, a fear of rejection, a fear of, of you know, you end up sabotaging yourself because you're afraid of, of, of not making it or not or not, going, not being able to, well, mainly not feeling that you even deserve it. And so, again, how we view ourselves, how we think about ourselves, and again, even though our focus is on the fear of rejection, again, it takes on many faces. It has many masks. It, it takes many forms. So again, my prayer is that we will seek the Lord to see what these things are that we are continuing, these patterns, these habits that we are continuing to repeat over and over and over again, that God may show forth that so that we are delivered from that spirit of fear, the spirit of fear of rejection as we take it because, again, it has many uh, tentacles, if you will, that spirit of fear. So as we deal with each one, and even those that God will, if you don't know, that God will reveal to you those different tentacles that really are the root cause is the spirit of fear itself. But again, the different manifestation, the different symptoms, the different forms that it takes on that you're not even recognizing. So my prayer is that our eyes will be open to realize 
what it is that the enemy is keeping us from seeing, what even our flesh is keeping us from seeing, that we are able to break free of this fear of rejection, this spirit of fear of anything. Because, again, God has not given us the spirit of fear. And that even being afraid of embracing the love of God because we feel like, again, subconsciously, that God is going to snatch it back. You know, if I do one thing wrong, he's not going to love me anymore. You know, and so many times, again, we end up sabotaging ourselves because we never fully commit, therefore we never fully receive from God, from others, what it is we say we want, what it is we say we desire, we are not able to receive it because we are holding back and not giving fully of ourselves to be able to receive fully what God has purposed for us, whether it's, again, whether it's a personal relationship, whether it's a job, whether it's a ministry, whether it's a business, uh, whatever it may be that we, we are believing for, we are not able to receive the fullness of what God has purposed for us because, again, we are walking in that fear of rejection. We are not believing that God said, how can God love me? You know, I've been rejected by all these other people. Why should I believe that God would love me? Why would I believe, should I believe that God won't reject me at some point when I mess up or he gets tired of me messing up and he rejects me? And again, knowing what the Word of God says, believing and embracing the Word of God, that we hold tight to what God is saying. And again, it's all by faith. It's all by faith. And so we just ask even the more this morning that God will help us to receive, to release our faith, to receive the revelation of his love for us, that we will know that we know without a shadow of a doubt how much God loves us, and, and see his hand in everything in our lives and that whatever that we're concerned about, whatever is on our hearts, whether it's big or small, that God loves us. He loves us to that point that he, he will, when, when it's his love and he's, he's, we're, we're receiving that love, then again, we will have whatever it is we're believing for because, we're again, it's our faith in the love of God, it's our faith in that God is going to do just what he said. But, again, we have to release our faith because we know that this is a faith walk, even to receiving the love of God, even to receiving and being delivered from that spirit of fear of rejection. So we just, we just bless God this morning that, that, you know, just even touching on this, and we'll, we'll talk more about that spirit of fear because that spirit of fear has really overtaken the body of Christ. That's why many don't go out and evangelize. Many don't, uh, uh, even with their family members, they don't uh, 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 proclaim the gospel because, again, they're afraid of being rejected. They're afraid that their family members would want to be around them if they start uh, talking that Jesus talk or they start talking you know, about the Bible and stuff. But again, when people people reject, they're rejecting the word of God. They're rejecting God. They're not rejecting us. So we just, again, we just bless God this morning for for touching us, his people, as never before and knowing that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we could ever ask or think. And we just, just thank God for what he's doing this morning uh, uh, through this teaching, through this prayer, the prayers that go forth, 
and the word of God, again, that says that God works through his power, through his spirit, and it's not by our power or our might, even in the release of the anointing of God that we are delivered from that spirit of fear, of rejection, that we no longer hold back on God and that we fully commit to him, that knowing that he loves us no matter what, to no matter what God loves us, even when we're walking in fear, he still loves us. But I pray for our release today that we don't hold back anymore, that we're able to receive the fullness of what God has purposed, and that we even even to reaching out to others, even to the evangelizing of our family members and our co-workers, because, again, we're to bear fruit and much fruit, and we don't want our lives to wither away. We don't want one day when we're not able uh, uh, to move about and all that we are having regrets and we're just pining away and withering away because we did not bear the fruit that we had the opportunity. We allowed the spirit of fear of rejection to keep us from ministering to someone, to keep us from saying something to someone, to keep us from fully committing to the Lord that he may completely have his way, knowing that he has our best interests at heart, knowing that uh, he wants the best for us and that he has so much for us and that he has so much so, so much that he wants us to do for his kingdom, to do for others, to do for uh, the upbuilding of his kingdom, the upbuilding of his church, and to make our world a better place that, that as we are delivered from the spirit of fear of rejection, that we can pour out to others that they too will be delivered from the spirit of fear of rejection, that the anointing of God, the power of God for he said, out of our belly shall flow rivers of living water. But if we're operating in the spirit of fear of rejection, then that's blockage. And that means that even though there may be a trickle of the power of God, it can't come in the fullness. It can't be rivers flowing because we got a blockage there, because we are allowing that spirit of fear of rejection to continue to block the flow of the Lord the flow of the love of God. If I'm not able to receive the love of God because I'm walking in fear of rejection, then I can't give that love to others. So I've got to allow God's love to 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 uh, break through that spirit and deliver me from that spirit of fear of rejection so that the love of God can flow through me through the, to the lives of others that they too may be free that they too may be delivered from that spirit of fear of rejection and any other form of fear that may be manifesting in the lives of others. So we want to be able to, to, to have the love of God flowing in and through us as never before, that God is able to do that. We no longer deceive that we're taking off the mask, that we're honest with ourselves, that we're honest with God, that we stop sabotaging ourselves, and that we receive the deliverance from the spirit of fear, of rejection, and again, any other form of fear that's holding us back from fulfilling the purpose of God to its fullest. Because sometimes, you know, we're doing things for the Lord, but we're not really doing as much as we can or what is, as much as God has purpose for us because, again, we're not allowing ourselves to be fully committed to God because we're operating in the spirit of fear of rejection. So we got to know that we know that we know in spite of everything, all of our mishaps and whatever else, 
that God loves us no matter what, and he wants to do great and mighty work through us, his people, as we release and yield ourselves and trust him as never before, that he loves us no matter what, and that that love that we embrace and we receive will overflow out of us into the lives of others, that no matter what anybody else does, even if they reject us, we've got to love them anyway. We've got to love them because we're loving them with the love of God through the power of his precious Holy Spirit. So I thank you for joining us this morning, and I pray that God will continue to speak whatever it is you need to hear, that he will speak it to your spirit, that he will feel this word in your heart, and that we will be completely delivered from any form of the spirit of fear rejection, that it will no longer kill the purpose and plans of God for our lives. And everything that the enemy has come up against us in, that God is resurrecting it right now, is coming to life right now by the power of the Holy Spirit. So we thank you, God bless you, and thank you for joining uh, Pastor uh, Gloria Holloway of the Higher Design for Living Radio Broadcast. We give God the glory. We give him the praise and we give him the honor in the mighty name of Jesus. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We are honored and privileged that you have joined us this morning. We pray that you will join us again on next Saturday and whenever else the Lord has purposed for us to release a broadcast that we all may come into the fullness and the power of the precious of Lord Jesus Christ and the fullness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we thank you, and God bless you. Amen, amen, amen. To God be all the glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord.